This is a short bite episode of Homeschool Together. Hello and welcome back to Homeschool Together. We are doing our writing month and this is a short bite and today we are going to be talking about um, the cool features of speech to text. Now this is something that um, a lot of people can use in order to accelerate how they write. Um, very often we can speak uh, clearer, um, more you know, thoughtfully um, than we if we were just sitting there at like a computer and just typing, typing, mm-hmm. typing, typing. Um, especially when we're talking about our youngsters who, you know, might struggle with learning the keyboard. I mean, there's a, there's a whole learning aspect around that. I mean, I I know it took, it takes months and months of, you know, daily practice in order to become proficient in typing on a keyboard. And we've seen so many people who never get past the two finger typers or the, yeah, I work with engineers y'all that are two finger typers. I'm not kidding. I work some of them code software. Yeah. I, (laughs) I worked with a developer who had been coding for 20 years and he still two finger typed. Now, granted, he did teach me a few things about the, you know, the control shift pinch move and all these cool little features and stuff, but he was still a two finger typer. So learning to type is a huge, you know, barrier for a lot of people. Right. And um, for our young kids, handwriting is a big, a big stamina issue, which exactly. is originally why this one came up for us was exactly. our, our daughter is uh, seven and a half. And we've, we've been having these writing prompts as part of our uh, uh, build your library, um, ancient civilizations curriculum. And one of the things that, you know, we wanted to do is come up with these great stories. And so we've been practicing with a few different methods we've been transcribing for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is is another option is to do speech to text where she can actually just, you know, speak into one of our phones or we could do it on the computer and that can record her thoughts. And we kind of wanted to go over that because that's not one I think that people think of as often, you know, they think of transcribing for their kids either by hand or typing for their children, but to use speech to text is just another tool in the toolbox. Well, and it also allows the child to, you know, possibly be able to write their stories privately. Right. Um, you know, if they're doing journaling or if they're doing something that's very um, sensitive to them, that they mm-hmm. they don't want to hear people, you know, a lot of times you don't want to hear people, you know, speaking out or or reading what you're writing in real time, because a lot of times your first pass is not very good and mm-hmm. you're just trying to think through things. And, you know, a lot of that stuff's going to get massaged, you know, for our young learners who are you know, just starting to spill out their stories, they can get kind of embarrassed and maybe they want to write their sure. stories alone. And this is a great opportunity for them to be able to just get kind of get their first pass easily into, a, you know, a text that then can be edited or massaged by a parent. Um, another one too, is that maybe it's just the parent is not available to do transcription or the parent maybe doesn't can't type very well. Like maybe you're just or, not a very good typer. Or quickly. I mean, one or of quickly, the things yeah. about, you know, about speech to text is that it can move at the, you know, assuming you're speaking clearly and, you know, you're yeah. using a good, a good, um, a good app or a good program, you know, it can move pretty quickly. And so you can get those thoughts out just as quick as you want to put them out, out of your brain, which it could be a lot faster than you type or a lot faster than you write. So it's kind of great for those free form ideas. Um, I do think things kind of roll off the tongue a little bit easier. We've been using speech to text forever to text one another because it's just easier than like typing out long texts. Yeah. I know I've tried, we've tried to get a lot of our olds in our family. Yeah. Your mom's does a lot of speech yeah once they learn how that they can dictate into you know all of a sudden you start getting text messages that are like 
300 words long, <laughs> like a page of text, but it does make it easier for them to text. And that's true for our children as well. Now, there are a couple of gotchas that can come with um, speech to text programs. They are not always accurate. And especially, you know, with adults, you can have typos. I know this is, for example, at the yeah. bottom of the signature of all of my emails, I have, um, you know, please excuse any typos for this email may have been dictated. And this was true. I, I've had this thing for going on mm -hmm. 15 years now. So when I was answering emails at work, a lot of times I would do it via, you know, text because I had my phone and I, I could just go ahead and respond right there. But, you know, sometimes typos would slip through or I wouldn't see it. And I always had that like thing on the bottom just says, yeah. hey, you know, just if you see a typo, just excuse that because I, right. I may have dictated this. That And I'm an adult. Right, but not all of us speak clearly. I have a little bit of a mumble mouth, marbly mouth type of, of behavior with my lips. So I have to really try to enunciate when I am talking to the to the phone, but not a lot of times we are thinking in those terms in that moment. Like we're, right. we're trying to answer a text or an email or whatnot. That is even more true for our young our youngsters. So if you put your seven-year-old or an eight-year-old in front of a text or a speech to text tool, whether it's on a microphone or a phone or a tablet or whatever that might be, you might get some garbled mouth issues. They may not be, they may get nervous because all of a sudden they're seeing words appear on the screen and mm -hmm. they don't know what those are and, and they might stumble across their words. So be, be aware that there may be a lot of typos and some issues there with accuracy of the translation. Right. You have to proofread afterwards, which I think is actually kind of a good thing, right? Because yeah. our kids can get their ideas out there and then they can go back through and they can clean it up and refine it. And it's that first level of revision. So they got that kind of free writing that Jeannie talked about in exactly. her, her interview. And then, you know, they go back and they do that revision. Um, but you talked about speaking clearly, and that's one of the big problems for us, our our daughter was not able to enunciate clearly mm -hmm. and so it caused a lot of issues with speech to text where it it wasn't just making errors they were just it was missing whole sections of what she was saying so we found that for her we needed to kind of train her how to speak slowly and clearly to it because she wasn't yeah. enunciating well enough. So, you know, your mileage may vary with your child and how mm -hmm. soon you can do this with them. I'm really thinking that like in my brain, like this is, this would be great for like a preteen type writer. Yeah. You know, you get your middle school writer who needs to write longer stories or essays or things. This is just a great way to kind of get everything out, you know, put everything on the wall, see what sticks, and then they can go back and they can start revising and organizing and doing different things. But uh, also a great way to do journaling, mm -hmm. you know, to speak at the end of the night with how they feel or whatever. And I think maybe maybe that's kind of going to be the sweet spot. I don't know if younger than that, if they're going to be able to talk clearly enough. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like I say, your mileage may vary with your, your learners. So with, with dictation and, and specifically talking to a computer, um, I know there's a whole community of people who are authors. You know, one of the big issues with writers, and I'm kind of in that community, is getting your words down and, and you know, trying to do that as fast as possible without having to draw that out because you only have so much time in the day. And there's a whole contingent of authors who use dictation um, they do audio dictation where they'll record it into an mp3 and then they'll send that off for transcription or use a tool that will automatically transcribe that. Yeah. Other people use Dragon Dictation. The gotchas in that community that they've always said is anyone who's using dictation, 
needs to use dictation all the time because it's sort of like a muscle. Mm -hmm. You're having to speak in a way that is meant for the page and not meant for just conversing. A lot of times when we are talking, we're speaking in sentence fragments and we're jumping, you know, track lines to start a new new thread or we we're talking about something and I do this a lot where I'm talking about something and all of a sudden I think of a metaphor and I go and talk about that and then I come back and it can be very weird the transcription or dictation will will struggle with you know the clarity of that of that sentence when you're actually coming back to it and you're going who is talking here who is this madman one of the things that I found in if you're thinking about introducing speech to text in your homeschool use it as a tool for organization of ideas jotting down quick thoughts and planning i have found that to be the probably the sweet spot that where most people can use speech to text in an effective quick manner so for example if i'm writing like an essay i'm just going to write some high i'm just going to say some bullet points i'm going to say oh yeah talk about this new paragraph talk about this new paragraph talk about this new paragraph talk about this and you're able to get your ideas onto the page quickly but it's not a finished document in the least. And that's where then you start to type or you start to actually write. Mm-hmm. As a brain, I call it like the brain dump or if I'm writing a short story and I have some steps that I know want, need to happen in the story, I can do these beats and these story beats. Dictation's a great way to get that information down really fast because it's all up in my head and I need to get it down really fast and it doesn't need to be clean. And the cleanliness of the writing doesn't isn't required there. Now I have found speech to text to be really helpful in that situation but to put together a finished product from you know start sitting down speaking into the computer i found that to be very difficult because most people when they are writing line by line they're making line edits in real time and i know genie said you know free write don't edit and you constantly hear people say don't edit just write but for me a lot of times i'm trying to let my mind work and I let, and I want to go ahead and revise and I think of a new way to say something or, you know, most writers will want to go and, you know, say, oh, I don't like those last four words. I'm going to change it to this or whatnot. And you're, you're, you do a lot of inline editing just in your normal flow. That is very difficult to do when you're just speaking to text because it's writing everything and then backspacing, deleting, and you have to stop the, you know, the transcription and whatnot. So if you're trying to do introduce this into your homeschool, I would say introduce it as a idea generator to get your ideas on the piece of a paper. Maybe not so much for the younger learners, like the first, second, third graders, but if you're starting to have like an early writer, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grader, maybe even a high schooler, and they just want to get their ideas down, speech to text would be a great tool just for organizing your thoughts. I think that's a good place to start, and I think it's effective for most people um, to do that. Now let's talk a little bit about some of the free tools. Right off the bat, most of our kids have phones, they have a tablet, they maybe have a Chromebook that they use for their schoolwork or whatnot. Every single one of those devices, especially the phones, especially the tablets, they come with a built-in speech-to-text option built in right to the keyboard. Um, In the bottom left of of any of the keyboards that pop up, the digital keyboards, you can go and hit, hit and hit the microphone button. As long as the microphone has been enabled on that device, you can go ahead and begin to speak right into the device. Right. Into whatever you're using. Exactly, yeah. and, it, and it begins to populate 
from the cursor's location exactly what you're speaking. Mm -hmm. And I have noticed because I've, I've been using this, we have been using this for a very long time, every new iteration, every new version of Android or iOS is getting better and better and better on this on the the speech to text options mm -hmm. they are now auto populating punctuation which has always been a problem like putting commas yeah. putting periods putting you know you know question marks exclamation they're starting to recognize common words you use too. exactly and so. they're starting to learn and they will auto fix and they what they'll do is very often they will populate some let words that they think you said but then they'll go back and read the context and i don't know if they're doing some like ai calculation on the back end and say, oh, this doesn't really fit this context. It, they really meant this other possible yeah, variation. It's getting way better. It's getting way better. And so right off the bat, everybody has that built into any of their mobile devices, whether it's an I, whether it's a tablet or a mobile phone. Now, once you get into a desktop scenario, you're going to need a little or bit a laptop or a laptop scenario. You're going to need a microphone. What's nice is most laptops come with a built-in microphone. Right. Which is great. If you have a webcam, sometimes those will have a microphone. Exactly. So there's a few tools that you can use. Um, Google Docs is great for this. Mm -hmm. So you can use that. You can also use Microsoft Dictate if you have Office products. If you're not a, you know, Google, a Google suite user and you want to use Office, it's just an Office add-on. So you mm -hmm. can use Dictate and you can do that. And then there's a tool called Speech Notes, which is free and it operates in Chrome. So if you want to be on a PC and you don't want to use Google Docs and you don't want to use an, you don't have a subscription to Office, you want to use, you know, Evernote or something else, you know, there's something else that you really like. A web-based writing tool. Right. If you want to use some other writing tool, then you can use Speech Notes, which is free and it just operates right in your browser. And any web-based tool that uses, you know, using Chrome on a Mac, on a Mac or a Windows machine that would apply in both right. both scenarios. I don't know if Pages, which is the Mac version of Word, supports it, but I'm pretty sure it does. And I'll go ahead and I'll put a link in there. I, I'm pretty sure it does because I know I have some writer friends who write on Macs as well and they use it. Mm -hmm. um, so pretty much there's an option pretty much built into any platform that you may be using or your student may be using. You may have to turn those features on, um, but this this is here for them to yeah. speed up their writing, and I think I think again, start and really encourage your your young your young writers to use the speech to text option to to do their planning, to do their organization, to get some ideas on. Another thing, if you're writing short stories or something of that nature, if they're writing fan fiction, whatever whatever they've chosen to write, doing dialogue is really helpful. Um, using speech to text because it, it's more natural. So if you can imagine your writer acting out the scenes, right? You're going to be, you're going to have your dialogue is going to be way more real if you are using speech to text as opposed to just typing it. Because then you, you when you're typing something inside your head, it, it doesn't really translate to what a character may actually say. You know, your speeches get really long. That's when you know when you're reading a book and you go, "This character has been speaking for a very long time." You're like that that author did not actually speak that sentence. Yeah, they, out, right? they didn't read it aloud. They didn't read it aloud. They would have known exactly. So, a lot of different ways to use speech to text, and you can really just tailor it to whatever your. Um, I keep I keep mixing them up: text to speech, speech to text. But this is speech to text. <laughs> yeah, um, um, I think it's a good option. One of the things I think is nice is if you give your learner an assignment to write something, and they're just like at a total block as far as where to start. Mm -hmm. They're just like I I don't know, I don't know where to begin. I can't think of. I, I'm just seeing my daughter say these kind of things. I think this is a great one because you can just turn it on, and it it's just on, mm -hmm. and they can just say. 
uh, this idea, mm, uh, this thing. Yeah, right. And they can just, as things come, it, it's just it's just hearing them. It's not like they got to get it all out right now. It's mm. just listening, and it can take them as long as they want, and they can just but also, spitball ideas. And, you know, all, every dictation, you know, uh, speech-to-text option, whenever you've enabled it, you can always turn it off and then start to think and say, turn it back on, and it will start typing at sure that cursor. Can. Yeah, you don't have to let it just constantly Yeah, you don't. Yet. I just think it's kind of nice if you get a kid who's like, I, I have a total brain block. I can't even start on this thing. And you're like, well, let's just turn this on and just start talking out loud to yourself about it and think through ideas and it's just it's like somebody taking notes for you yeah like so. describe the world of the characters in and say oh yeah well it sort of looks like this um, and it looks like this and then you can start to be like well then they're going through here and then they go talk to this guy and then they do this thing and all of a sudden the story starts to unfold right and then they can just read later and go oh okay yeah and th- those are just the notes of their brainstorming session even mm-hmm. Could be kind of a nice way to get somebody unstuck who's having an initial yeah. like resistance or block to getting started. I think this is a nice tool for that. So I was I hope this uh, helped you, and I'll put a bunch of links in the show notes that you can and maybe just some tutorials and whatnot. I'll, I'll dig up some nice stuff and put it down in the show notes for everybody. But if you're trying to get your learner off that schneid and they want to get them in that creative um, um, movement on their writing, the speech to text options I think is a really good uh, good way to kind of begin to get them moving in a quicker, you know, because I know sometimes typing or even just writing can be pretty daunting. So hopefully this can help you guys and keep writing. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time, happy homeschooling!